Welcome everybody to the fourth episode of the Tiny Nimble Podcast. This is a monthly mobile gaming podcast style show with me, Tiny Little Games, and the son of Odin himself, Nimble Thor. This week, we're going to talk about our Gamescom expectations, our thoughts on the wave of shitty mobile game ads, and the everlasting battle between Android and iOS gaming. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, remember there's also an audio-only version, which you can find on your favorite podcasting apps. And if you're already listening to the audio version, remember you can find the video version on our YouTube channels. Now, as always, we're going to kick off our show with what we like to call our Righteous Recommendations. Nimble Thor, kick it off. Listen, guys, this episode is going to be absolutely amazing. And first of all, because we have some, uh, you know, great new mobile games to share with you guys. So my mobile game is called Evil Lands. That's one of the best games I've played this week. So that was the obvious pick as my righteous recommendation uh, for this week. Have you played Evil Lands, by the way, Tiny? I have played Evil Lands you have and played done it. a video. And I agree with everything you're about to say about it. Okay, so listen, guys. It's this semi-open-world uh, online 3D RPG with both PvP and PvP areas. And it's a really promising game. It does have a few bugs here and there, at least when I played it. Uh, but the developers seem to be actively working on it. And I really like where this game is going. It's got this really awesome fantasy RPG setting with you know monsters to kill, quests to complete. Uh, and I hope that they just continue adding more content to it and more variety to the gameplay. It's not an MMORPG, by the way, just in case anybody was wondering. It is online, but it's more... Well, I guess imagine that you're just running around in this world, you're killing your monsters, you're doing your quests, but in this world, there's also a ton of other players. And if you want to, you can help each other defeat a boss monster, but you don't have to if you don't want to, and there isn't any focus on party play whatsoever, which of course might be a bit of a bummer, I guess, for some people. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 really liking this one. I do also want to like say that because it's like co-op. It's like a it's co-op, co-op, right? It's more yeah, it's like more co-op. co-op. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's where this game is going. Probably uh, the servers, quote unquote, servers you're playing on, uh, also exist of I think around eight to ten, maybe twelve people, maybe up to fifteen in total. So it's not. Uh, that's why I said it isn't a massively multiplayer online role-playing game. It's not like you're playing with thousands of players at a time. Um, but it's got some things going for it, and I would definitely recommend anyone checking it out. Also because I just want to support the game so it sees more success so that the developers can continue working on it. Um, because I feel like it's one of the better attempts at an online 3D uh, RPG on mobile, at least that I've seen here in 2019 so far. Um, but I, I know you told me to pick one game, by the way, Tiny. <laughs> but I gotta... <laughs> You're going against the rules. Yeah, I'm going against the rules here. <laughs> I gotta just give a shout out to one of my favorite games of all times, and it's called Infinitoad, and Infinitoad 2 just released, on Android at least. It's coming to iOS as well. Sorry for those of you on iOS devices, but it should be coming soon. You can already play the first Infinitoad game, that's out both on Android and on iOS, but Infinitoad 2 just takes the, takes the recipe from the first game and just improves on it. So it's a tower defense game. It's an endless level-based tower defense game, and I guess that's all I'll say about that because I want to keep you guys hanging, kind of. I, w- I want to make sure you guys go check out that game. It's it's made by a single indie developer, and I feel like it's you know it's something worth supporting. But even if it were made by you know a big studio, I would still play it um, because it's it's just my favorite tower defense game on mobile. So yeah, there you have it. Uh, I'll I'll, right. I'll keep it. I'll I'll stick to two. Don't worry, I'll stick to two. So <laughs> over to you then, Tiny. What's your what's your righteous my... recommendation of the week? Righteous recommendation for me is going to be Gigantic X. Oh, so one. Gigantic X, yeah, is a it's a top-down action shooter. Um, I thought at first when I first loaded it up, I'm like, oh, it's a twin stick shooter, which it kind of has that feel of a twin stick shooter. However, the 
you know, one button is for movement, the other button is for shoot, but you don't really shoot in the direction. You kind of just hold it and it shoots the monsters that's near to you. Mm. Um, but what I really like about it is the graphics are fantastic and there's epic boss battles. And if anybody knows me, I love epic boss battles in my games. I like them to be challenging. I like them to be hard. I like them to have some strategy to them. And this game has all of that. I mean, dodging at the right moment, using the right combos to take them down. And another thing I really like about it is it reminds me of um, a movie called Starship Troopers. So I don't know who's seen Starship Troopers, but it's like this old school kind of like B-grade type movie that came out, I think, in the <laughs> late 90s or whatnot. And it just has that whole feel to it. Um, really good game. Now, when I played it, there was some glitches, some graphical glitches and some um, frame rate issues I was having. But I am I checked on it recently, and I think they cleaned some of it up because it's had its official release now. So they've cleaned some of those glitches up. So it's more of a smoother play experience. And there's one thing that I like about it. It's just hard. It's just challenging. And it's good to have a good challenging mobile game in your hands because yeah. sometimes you get used to those easy ones that like, oh, it plays the game for you. Or, you know, it just, it keeps, it's not as challenging. This game feels like, oh, you're the player and you're actually controlling what happens. Really good game. That's Gigantic X. Yeah, there aren't like that the many of those. You know, there aren't that many of yeah. those really challenging challenging mobile games. Now, I actually played Gigantic X as well. Um, I think it's soft launched in Denmark about Four months ago, four or five months ago, if I recall correctly, uh, I liked it as well. By the way, for what it's worth, I really liked it. Thought it was a, a great game, but it did have quite a few bugs and, and glitches here and there well, when I played it. So I'm, of course, just glad to hear that, you know, as you now mentioned, that it has been smoothened out. Uh, and I guess yep, that's why it is globally. Yeah, I, I guess that's why it's been globally released as well. Do, do you know yeah. if it has co-op? By the way, like, can you and I play together? Um, it, so it does have a co-op mode, which I didn't dive into too much when I made, made the video, but I did look into it and it does have a mode to where like we can team up and take down bosses together. So um, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I would, li take I would down love some to do bosses that. Together. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty great. So yeah, there you have it. I guess those are the two, well, three, because I cheated a bit, the three uh, righteous recommendations <laughs> of the week to kick off the, uh, it, the podcast it's here. It's funny. I didn't realize you snuck that in on the outline <laughs> when you started talking about it. I was like, oh, wait, yeah, okay, that's cool, whatever. You know, I had matter. to. I had to. Yeah. I mean, Infinito 2 is so great. So great. Yeah. All right. So next, we're going to go on to some of our new releases. Um, every week, we, we tend to give out some new releases that are coming out. Um, but this time, we're just going to do two notable releases, some that we just feel like Ones I just feel like I want to talk about a little bit. The first and foremost is Warhammer Combat Cards 40k Edition. Um, it sounds like exactly what it is. It's a card battler game with Warhammer characters. Yeah. So those who aren't familiar with Warhammer characters and like that that universe can now play a card battler game with them. Um, I haven't played it yet. I'm not the biggest fan of card battlers, although Teppin, which we talked about last month, um, was amazing and it really got me excited for card battlers. So I think I'm going to give it a try to see how it compares. Um, but that's going to be something hard to to live up to. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I downloaded it. I downloaded it as well, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah? Like the Warhammer uh, combat cards, but I haven't gotten around haven't to play it, it either. Uh, no, but did you, uh, yeah. Have you played Teppin yet? I haven't. I have, it hasn't released oh, yet. I haven't been able to. Oh, that's right. You haven't yeah. got it yet. That's right. That's the one that I have before you, yeah, which is very one. rare. The one. The only one. Yeah, the only <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. And then the next game we want to talk about, I think, Nimble Thor, you want to talk about? You're the one who brought this up. I was interested yeah, so about this one. I read an article about this game, actually. Uh, I guess it got a bit of a PR uh, promotion called Chess Plot. Chess Plot, like chess and then explode in, in one word, Chess Plot. And I haven't played it yet, but it seems like a really amazing game. It, it's brand new and it's kind of mixing chess, but then 
in, in a mobile setting and, and I guess adding some elements on top of that, some more casual elements on top of that. And, and basically, I guess it has to do with your chess pieces exploding. So whenever you move chess, your chess pieces around on the board, it has a traditional you know, chess board setup. But then whenever you move your, your, you know, your chess pieces around, some of the other ones will explode. And I guess that's why you know, it's aptly, aptly called Chessplode. Um, I like that. You know, I, I haven't played it yet, but I like when when board games and mobile games merge to create these new subgenres of um, yeah of, of new game genres. Really. Um, so yeah, chess plode. Yeah. There you go. Should be available globally. I was looking at the screenshots, and I just want to let, let everybody know it's not an auto chess game. No, it's not auto chess. No, no. <laughs> yeah, because people are gonna think are gonna think right away because it's the chess pocket auto chess apocalypse. Oh yeah, that we us, talked about last that week. They're gonna think, oh, oh it's month. another one of those. No, it's an actual traditional chess game. So you basically. Yeah. You're playing chess. <laughs> That's it. You're actually moving the chess pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next up, we uh, we got to talk a bit about Gamescom. I mean, Gamescom is, is coming up. Uh, well, it's actually going on at, right now as we're releasing this episode. Uh, we should be in the middle of Gamescom 2019. And for those who don't know, Gamescom is one of the, if not the world's biggest uh, games event. I think it is. Games Fair. Uh, I, I think around 400,000 people are going to attend that this year. So we wanted to talk a bit about if we have any expectations from what's going to be shown at, at that event. I think what I, uh, from what I read so far, there's not a lot of news about mobile games, sadly. So I guess that's a bit of a bummer to, to start out with here. There's lots of news about Xbox, about PlayStation, Nintendo. You know, you've got 2K, you've got EA, all these big publishers and, and uh, hardware developers and, and mobile game and, I guess, PC game developers and console uh, developers coming out and announcing stuff. But we just don't know anything about the mobile games to be announced at, at Gamescom. I'm sure we'll hear something. So hopefully we'll have something to, um, to report back on next month now gamescom by the way it's taking place in uh, in germany in cologne in germany uh, this week so i did i did pick up on a few things though um i picked up on <laughs> on google stadia once again <laughs> you know me i gotta i gotta mention going back to google stadia oh, man, yeah. i gotta mention google stadia <laughs> at least once in in these yeah. episodes the so, spokesperson here yeah, well, Thor, the spokesperson exactly for google stadia. well listen i'm trying to land a job you know well no not really yeah. but <laughs> So the second episode of what Google has called Stadia Connect is going to launch or release uh, on YouTube, I think, at Gamescom. So hopefully we'll have some more news on Google Stadia by then. I've heard it has been rumored, I think, that they're going to announce uh, some games for once. They haven't really announced any games for Stadia so far as, as far as I know, or at least only very few. But apparently there are 15 game publishers that are going to be uh, releasing some information about some games that are going to you know, be available on, on Google Stadia. So I think finally, we'll, in a week from now, or maybe when you're listening to this, you'll be able to find some of the first games that are to be released on, on Stadia. I've, I don't know. I find yeah. that kind of interesting. Well, they're gear. Well, it's of course because they're they're gearing up for the release. I mean, Stadia is is coming up fast before yeah. we know it. It's going to be in our hands, or or it's going to be in the cloud and then in our hands. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm interested to see what what else they have to say. What more announcements they have to say. Um. When it comes to Gamescom, of course, all the big developers are going to be there, and they're all going to talk about their big high end AAA games. And my 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 expectation or my my thought is that they're probably going to some of these developers are just going to talk about some mobile games that they're going to be mm. bringing over. Because that seems to be the big thing nowadays is bringing, yeah. you know, AAA titles to mobile in a mm -hmm. free-to-play format. Like we've talked about before, all the different types of um, ports or even like, you know, new type of games that they're going to do. So I feel like that's probably going to what some of these um, developers are going to be focusing on. Um, I definitely think Ubisoft is is 
they're definitely taking mobile gaming more seriously. Mm-hmm. They want to create good, competent mobile games. Um, they've had slight success in some areas and maybe not some in the others. So I do feel like Ubisoft is probably going to be saying something about what they're going to be bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think does um does Blizzard is Blizzard going to be at Gamescom? I don't think oh, so. Yeah, because yeah, they, they do their they, whole BlizzCon. Are no, they? They, okay. yeah, they they have an entire an entire okay. building just for them. Like just for okay, Blizzard I'm, stuff, it, it's huge. Like I, I was at Gamescom last week, uh, last year, and the year before that as well, and it's freaking huge. Like they they're the one okay. company with the biggest, like with the biggest area at Gamescom. Yeah, I'm just curious if they're going to talk about some Diablo Immortal. Oh I mean, yeah, they've been that's pretty, true. Qu- they've been pretty quiet about Diablo Immortal, so I, I'm. Curious. I forgot about that game. I forgot about it yeah. again. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people want to forget about that. Yeah, game. well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not that person though. I, I actually want to play it. I want to give it a fair shot. Yeah, uh, I'll be here, sure yeah. to, tr- you know, I'll be sure to talk trash about it if it's horrible. Uh, but you know, I'm looking forward to playing it still. I'm curious. Yeah, but uh, it's actually talking about bringing existing titles to mobile. We've also got Pokemon Masters, and I don't know if we'll hear anything from, uh, maybe from Nintendo. I, I don't know if the Pokemon Company themselves is gonna be at, um, you know, at at Gamescom, but maybe we'll hear some news about Pokemon Masters. I, I read that that game now has 5 million pre-registrations across across Android and iOS. Wow. Which is, I mean, that's even crazy. for, I mean, even for Pokemon, yeah, I think that's, that's, you know, that's a pretty big number, 5 million pre-registrations. So that's without the game even launching, yes. Uh, yet we don't know a lot about it yet, though. It's an RPG. I think that's all we know, kind of. Uh, well, a bit more. You guys can yeah, go watch te- some of the videos. Team Battler. Team Battler, uh, yeah, team, RPG. Team, yeah. But I guess the interesting part of that is that it will be the first true Pokemon RPG on mobile, so it might set the sort of, sort of set the mood or for for what Nintendo and and the Pokemon company might want to do on mobile with the Pokemon franchise in the future. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it, it's set to launch August 29th, by the way. So just after Gamescom. So we don't have to we don't have to wait much longer. I guess the vast oh, majority of people listening have a to this. Date? Yeah, I, I feel like we do have a launch date, don't we? I think I read wow. that somewhere that that That's August twenty ninth. When it comes to mobile gaming, yeah. Maybe it's on iOS that that it says you know on the on the App Store. I think ah, it says August twenty ninth. But with that said, though, we have seen in the past you know publishers pushing that date back even on mobile. Yeah. So they say they're gonna launch August twenty ninth, and then you know it's gonna take <laughs> a couple of weeks more than that, or a month more than yeah. that sometimes. Or a month, but, who knows? Yeah. yeah, but it should be coming pretty soon though. So. Quite excited about that. But that's all for Gamescom, though. I, I don't have any other, you know, we don't have any other news about Gamescom. So I guess next month, next month, uh, in the next episode, we're going to look back and we're going to talk about what did actually then happen uh, at Gamescom 2019. And see if our predictions are correct. Yes. I, I yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't really predict a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, true. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Here's a prediction. Well, you predicted that we're going to see something from Ubisoft, right? Um, I predict. Okay, yeah. Let's do this. Let's do predictions. So I have two predictions: something from Ubisoft, new mobile game related, um, and then I'm predicting that we're going to see hopefully Diablo Immortal. Bam! Those are my okay. two. I'm going to predict that uh, it's not going to be that very specific because I'll come have to come up with it here uh, on the spot. But I think we're going to hear something from Microsoft. Uh, I feel like Microsoft mm. have to make a move into uh. into mobile eventually, and they've been pretty quiet haven't they for some time i i I don't know if they're gonna bring some of their franchises to mobile i think they might want to do that but just something related to mobile maybe even launching a mobile streaming service that's a bit of a bold bold uh i guess i guess or prediction but uh, because we haven't heard anything about that no leak rumors about that as far as i know 
But I'm, uh, you know, no, what the heck? I'm just like gonna a go good for prediction, it. Though. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I Microsoft, think that, that... Microsoft is the one to look for. Yeah. Yep. 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 Because Microsoft is really big lately about expanding their 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 library yeah, exactly. and, and their consumer base when it comes to like you know the what is it Game Pass on PC. They're also talking. I've heard rumblings about wanting to do streaming stuff to mobile. But like you said, ah, uh, yeah, that's a good prediction. I can think that they would be they'd make some sort of an announcement. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. All right. So moving on, we are we have some okay. So we have some news here about Google that I've been wanting to talk about because I've been hanging on to this information for the past. I think it's probably about a week or two old now at this point. Mm-hmm. But Google has now um, announced their Google Play Pass. So what Google Play Pass is, it's basically the competition to what is it? The Apple Arcade, our Apple Arcade, which they announced a few months back. Yeah. And um, it's a subscription service you pay four ninety nine a month for. And the idea is when you're part of the Google Play Pass, you basically um, have no in-app purchases on your free-to-play games with no ads. And most of the in-app purchases, if not all of the in-app purchases, are going to be unlocked in those games. Yeah, I think all so of them are going to be unlocked. Fan... Yeah, I think all of oh, them are going to be better. unlocked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, yeah, so if you're a big fan of like a certain free-to-play game and you don't want to spend money in it, if you have you know the Play Pass, then that's what it is. And then also you're going to have access to some premium titles I don't want to say for free because you pay monthly, but games like I think announced was Stardew Valley, let's say, is a game that's $7.99 on the Play Store. But if you have the Play Pass, it's free. Other ones like Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I think they have a few other premium titles um, on the list as well. Mm. And you basically get those games, you know, your subscription service. So think of it as a PlayStation Plus yeah. or maybe an Xbox Game Pass, but for mobile devices. I, um, I guess what confuses me... I have a me... few thoughts that I like and I don't like about okay, it, but okay. what I'll confuses say, you? I'll, I'll say one thing. So what confuses me is the pricing of these subscription services. I, I mean, I know it can hardly get any cheaper. I mean, $2 per month probably doesn't even make sense for Google, you know I mean, to launch a product like that. But $5 mm-hmm. a month, which is at least where it's rumored, you know, to launch at $5 per month. I don't, I don't think I even spent $5 per month on mobile games. And, and so that's what confuses me, right? Like I could, buy, yeah. I could buy a premium game and then I would play some free-to-play games and then maybe a few months later I'd buy a new premium game or play a, a free-to-play game where I buy an in-app purchase in. But I still don't think on, you know, I don't think it evens out to $5 per month or averages out to $5 per month. And that might just be yeah. me. And maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not in, the, in the audience for this, for this type of uh, service. Well, it's funny that you say that too because I feel like, with all these subscription services in general, especially when it comes to gaming, I almost feel like they bank on that. They 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 bank on the fact that you wouldn't even spend that five dollars if you weren't a subscriber to it. But now that you are, well, now they're getting five dollars a month out of you. Let's say so. A good example is I signed up for the Google or not Google for the Xbox Game Pass on PC because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool, I can play some Xbox games on my PC. And they did an initial, I think, one dollar a month for the first few months or something. But now it's like four ninety nine a month. Um, I've only played one game on that thing and I've had it for two months yeah. now. So I spent $10, let's say to play one game, but if I'm not downloading and playing a bunch of games and let's say I have it for a year, then I've already spent, you know, that money for that whole year when I would have just bought that one game, let's say. Yeah. So I think some of these subscription services, they have, they're going to have a difficult time. I think getting dedicated players on board to take advantage of what it is. Now, if you're playing a bunch of games and getting all these in-app purchases and getting all these um, premium games, then yeah, the cost is worth it. But if, like you said, if you're someone like you or even someone like me who doesn't spend a lot, 
I'm probably not, this isn't for me. I'm probably not going to sign up for this service. But I guess on the other hand, though, just to kind of give myself a counter argument to what I just said before, I, I, I guess maybe if I had this subscription, maybe if I paid for Google Play Pass, I would play more of these games, right? So I see. maybe yeah. I actually would. I think I, I got your your example of the, um, was it Xbox Pass or whatever? Xbox Pass? Uh, game yeah. Pass. Game yeah. Pass, yeah. I... I don't think that's going to happen to me on mobile. I, I do think if I had the subscription, I probably would play some of these games. My question is just, will I get a better experience with these games than the existing free-to-play games? And I'm not sure the answer is yes. But maybe that I also see. has to do with the fact that I personally, I, I tend to like multiplayer games. I like online games. And many of those, if not all of them, are free-to-play already. It's not that I dislike. It's not that I, you know, I don't dislike premium story-driven or story-based games. I just tend to play them less, right? So, you know, that that's what holds me back, is that I, I don't think the games on Google Play Pass will be the types of games that I typically enjoy playing. But yeah. Yeah, like if you're not already playing them or haven't bought that premium game, let's say, is this going to make you play it or even keep playing it? Yes. It might it might get you to try it, that's for sure. You know, if a game is 10 bucks on Google, on Google Play, a premium game, but you have Game Pass and you're like, oh, I'll try this game, you're probably more likely to try it. Yeah. That part is for but, sure, but are you more likely to keep playing it or, you know, yeah. anything along those lines is a different story. Yeah, I also do feel like it's just sort of a rushed attempt at competing with uh, with the Apple Arcade, which I didn't like either, yeah. by the way. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Apple Arcade either, so it's <laughs> it's completely fair. I don't like either of them. I don't like Apple's um, subscription service, and I don't like Google's subscription service already. But uh, so yeah, I guess but you, we're like, a bit of, but you like Stadia. I like Stadia. Yeah, see that I like. <laughs> but that's different though. I mean that that's vastly yeah. different. That's like streaming PC games, PC and console games onto your mobile device without needing set PC or console in the first place. I mean that that's oh, vastly different. Yeah. That's a good segue to our next subject. Speaking of streaming <laughs> games yes, to your perfect. mobile device or streaming, we're so PC. professional. We're so professional. Yeah, I like here. how you did that. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you probably did it on purpose, right? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of streaming to like your device, Samsung has just announced that they have a new service coming out called Samsung's Play Galaxy Link. Perfect um, name, by the way. Perfect. Yeah, great. I, I don't know <laughs> how they would to remember. Of it's short. Yeah. I mean, the URL, yeah, the domain yeah. is definitely available. Yeah, the domain is there for them, yes. And what it is is, okay, so this is what it is. It basically allows you to stream games from your PC to your um, Samsung device. Mm. Um, and then there's also like some controllers that have been released. I've seen like different controllers that hook up to your phone and whatnot. Um, so that's really all it is, is you're streaming games from your PC to your phone so you can play on your phone. Um, the thing about this is we've seen this before. This isn't something that's like brand new that I think Galaxy or that yeah. Samsung is is announced and, and it's you know like what? all this huge big news and you know what for that reason i'm out i don't know if you've seen yeah. shark tank but <laughs> like that's yeah, uh, shark tank, yeah. <laughs> that's for that reason shark tank i'm out yeah Got anyway it. yeah yeah it's, it's been done uh, no before. i agree with you Nimble. it's like it's something that i'm like okay i can tell samsung wants people to get excited for this but at the same time i'm like this is steam link basically or this is amd link this is a service that we've already had the capability of doing yeah. with multiple other devices and all that other stuff. You still have to have a PC that can run the game. You know, you still have to good, have a good internet connection to get it to your phone. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm not sold on it is no, what it is. Me neither. And the fact that it wasn't, I mean, I'm reading this article about it that came out, what, August 14th. And honestly, it didn't make a big splash in the news, news waves. It's not like it's something that everyone's talking about. I had to really search <laughs> for the article to be like, oh yeah, there it is. Cause it, you know, so it's one of those things that I'm like, unfortunately, I don't think it's, 
anything I'm interested in. No, I, me neither, by the way. And it, it seems like they're pushing it as this really big thing, right? And they're trying to make a yeah. big deal out of it. The, the truth probably is that this will be really awesome for a few people. Like, I, imagine a few people who have, you know, they have their Samsung devices, they have a great gaming PC, and they just want to be able to play some of these games, you know, when they're on the go, or even when they're sitting in their couch and they're not at their PC, they just want to be able to play these games on their Samsung smartphone. And for those people, of course it makes sense, and they have a good internet connection already, but I feel like it's, it's a pretty narrow group of people that they're targeting here, and they're trying to make a big splash out of that. But I guess the news media didn't really pick up on it either, as you said. It, it did not make the splash that Samsung was hoping for. But oh yeah, you know. definitely. I, I I can agree to that because, like I said, even I was just like meh when yep, I heard next. about it. <laughs> for that reason, yeah. I'm out. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> Shark Tank, love it. Yep. All right. Um, next, we're going to talk about something that I just want to throw in here because I just think it's cool, little fun, little I guess hacker news or something like that. Oh so, yeah, get um, get those hacker yeah. goggles on. <laughs> get those yeah, get those hacker goggles on, guys. We're hacking foos. So what is it? Oh yeah, I lost track. Oh yeah. So Nintendo Switch can now run Android. Isn't that awesome, everybody? So it looks like a person Yay. figured out how to run Android um, on a Nintendo Switch. This is a Nintendo Switch that doesn't have like all the latest patches or whatnot. It has to be like, you know, your bare bones Nintendo Switch out of the box or maybe revert it back to, you know, a different version or software update. But yes, they can run Android on there um, with all the Android games and all the other stuff. I'm kind of mixed on it. A part of me is like, that is the most coolest thing ever because think about downloading emulators on your phone when you download on Android. Mm. Now you can have it on the Switch with the controller and all that stuff. But then a part of me is kind of like, well, if you already have your phone exactly. and it does all that, a part of me, why you know do what? you need it on a Switch? A wise, a wise old man, a wise old Blizzard employee once said, do you not have phones? And I think, you know, yes. that, that, that quote of this wisdom really comes, uh, <laughs> comes into play. Do you here. guys not have phones? Do you guys not exactly. have phones, right? Uh, yeah. it's cool. I get it. It, it. It's nice that it's possible. And I guess for people who have, people who have a Nintendo switch and they don't mind ruining the warranty, by the way, because this will definitely yeah. not go yeah. down with Nintendo. Like Nintendo is not going to like this. So it will, de it will definitely, you know, ruin your warranty. But if you don't mind, I guess it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. But so I ran, yeah. I, so I ran Android on a bunch of different devices when I was in my little phase of like, Ooh, I want to be a hacker. <laughs> um, I put it on a raspberry Pi, which oh, nice. is that little tiny mini computer. And I loaded up Android on it. So it was running like Android stuff on my PC monitor or whatnot, which is really cool, but it ran like, Oh, it ran like crap. Yeah. So I'm curious as how it runs. Like, does it run smooth? Is it like the best experience? Which I, a part of me wants to say probably not. From from what I've heard, it actually does run pretty well, and and I heard that oh. it's it's the best way of emulating other systems on the Switch, like basically running uh, Android, that makes and sense. then from within Android, then running whichever emulator, yeah, or yeah, thing you want to emulate, PlayStation, Super, Super exactly. Nintendo emulator, yeah, yeah, yeah. see, and that's like, that. like I said earlier, that point earlier, I said that's the reason why I think it's yeah. attractive is the fact that okay, I can emulate you know my Nintendo sixty four games. And I have a dedicated controller for it and all that cool stuff. So I see some merits in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool, I guess. I don't, I just don't have a Switch. Maybe I'm salty about that. <laughs> a bit, a bit salty. <laughs> I don't either. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move on then. We don't want to talk more about that, uh, that Switch stuff. I mean, people who have Switches, right? <clears throat> you know? Yeah. Those types of people. We're, anyway, we're mobile gamers we're, here. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to move yeah. on to what, what mobile gamers like the most, I guess. Shitty uh, mobile game ads. Ta-da, everyone. Wait, I mean, 
Yeah, he, hey, wait, real quick, Nimble, can you say it one more time? I rarely hear your cuss. Okay. Just say it one more time. Just one more time for, I guess, for the YouTube demonetization algorithm. Shitty mobile game ads. Shitty mobile game <laughs> advertisements. There you go, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> We've been demonetized. <laughs> oh, no. Well, listen, <laughs> I don't care. That's fine. But, but shitty mobile game ads. It's this, first of all, by the way, there's an entire subreddit called shitty mobile game ads now and it's just hilarious if, if you're if you're running out of content on reddit because that happens a lot of course we all you know spend way too much time on reddit so if that happens go to r slash shitty mobile game ads and just have a laugh basically the the entire point of that subreddit is to highlight well kind of as the name implies mobile game advertisements that are just shitty and i think we've all seen them just to kind of give everyone a primer here if you've seen the advertisements for hustle castle then you'll know exactly the what worst. i you know what i'm talking about yeah they are the worst uh, maybe tales of the wind as well there are many examples of mobile games with just horrible 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 advertisements and so i guess my first question is why do these exist or just why i guess <laughs> just why yeah like what is the point of this like what is going on i see them and i'm like what the heck i'm not gonna play this game or the crazy thing is because we play so many mobile games we see them and we played the game and i'm like this is not even like the game like hustle castle when it's like this stuff that's like overly sexualized and then you play the game and you're like none of this is in the game <laughs> yet nothing literally zero of it is in the game um, but but I, I spent some time thinking about this, and I feel like you can kind of divide these horrible mobile game advertisements into two categories. We've got the ones that you actually brought up, uh, the ones with real actors, and just truly horrible, horrific acting. <laughs> and then it's the other worst. category... What, sorry? I just said it's the worst. Yeah, That's they're the worst, acting. yeah. The worst. And, and then the other category uh, of just video, and, and many times also just text advertisements, actually, with oftentimes horrible grammar. Uh, and as you just said before, oftentimes very, you know, overly sexualized themes for no reason whatsoever. They, it has nothing to do with what you actually do in game and they just make no sense, right? Many of them just make no sense at all. Like what you see on the advertisement is not even what's not even the in the game, but also just on its own, just looking at that, that video or that image, you just don't understand what's going on here. Nothing makes sense in these advertisements. So, but I guess they work, right? I guess, I, I mean, the point is, I guess, to get people to be like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Let me see what it's like. And then go and download the game. The problem is the game isn't like that. So you're downloading it for no reason. And then I guess the the worst offenders, I think, though, are the ones when it's like the people that are in the office and then like the guy sitting there and the girl comes up and she's all, can I play with you? And he's all, okay. And then they play the game together. And she's like, this is so cool. And I'm just like, you're not convincing anybody. No. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I don't sit in an office space and somebody walks up to me and says, can I play with you too? It's like, what? <laughs> like, don't you guys so know cool. each other? You work together. Yeah, yeah, you guys work together. Like, what the heck? It's the weirdest thing. And, it, and it, if anything, it makes me not want to play the game. Yeah, but 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 I guess it works for some people. Maybe it's a younger audience thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe kids are more appealed by by these advertisements it, and, it, and it, it could be because it has the to work boys it has to work like it it, it just has I, yeah, to work they wouldn't, do it. they wouldn't be keep yeah they wouldn't keep making these ads if it didn't work when, we're not just talking about hustle castle here or tales of the winter so so many of these and i'm pretty confident all of you guys listening here or watching this video know what we're talking about and if you're not then, you know, if you don't know about it, then probably use a very good ad blogger, <laughs> which, yeah, you know, congratulations or, or to you. check out the subreddit. Check yeah. out the subreddit and then you be yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah uh, it's a good laugh. It is a good laugh, but uh, they do also annoy me. But maybe, I don't know why I'm annoyed by them. Maybe I shouldn't be, but 
oftentimes they're just well i guess what annoys me is that some people get tricked by this right i feel like some yes, people are gonna yep. you know they're gonna be tricked by this they're gonna download the game uh, and and you know maybe they're gonna get addicted by that game which i guess you know maybe that's fine i don't know i don't really know what to feel about this it's on, on one hand i'm like you know what's the worst that can happen right it's not like these it's not like these advertisements are ads for um you know viruses or or, or something like that uh, it is a game that you're downloading most yeah, of the time, real at least. Games. Yeah, the ones I'm talking yeah. about are real, you know, real games, real advertisements for real games. But the games are just, yeah. Well, I guess the games are okay, Ooh. actually. I do actually like Tales of the Wind to some extent. It's sort of a weird auto MMORPG, but it's done in a nice way, I I feel like. Um, and I quite like the game, but I quite like the, you no know, dislike the advertisements. Well, it's funny because it brings me back to like, this was about a few years ago, which you don't see this anymore. You would be on Facebook, right? And then you mm. would see an ad for a game and it would be like this high graphical fidelity game. You're just like, whoa, that yep. game looks so cool. And then that wasn't the game at all. Or they would be like showing a totally different game, mobile game, and then you download it and it's a completely different game. And usually they're like base building games or something mm, like that. Yeah. You don't see that as often, but oh my goodness, that used to really grind my gears. But I guess those games like what is this is yeah i saw those as well but i guess it doesn't work anymore i guess you have to be more extreme you know you have to make less yeah. sense so you grab <laughs> yes. people's attention you know you have to grab people's attention and then you know you lure them in and and they download the game as you mentioned already they download the game just to check out what's going on here but the part i don't understand is not only do they have to download the game but in order for it to make sense for the developer those people then also have to proceed to actually continue playing the game and spending money in the game and mm -hmm. I know some people are then probably going to think, well, isn't it enough if they just download it, right? Because then you have a higher download number, you know, your your game is going to rank higher on Google Play and the App Store. But that's actually not how it works. You know, the, the algorithm, at least on, on, uh, on Google Play, takes into account many different factors, not just downloads. It also takes into account how, you know, how much time is spent in the game. How often do people mm -hmm. open the game? And, you know, and many more factors like that when it has to determine which game to show at the top. And that's, you know going back to the advertisements, that's what I don't understand, right? Because I would assume that the people who then <laughs> do get tricked and do download the game, that they then uninstall the game immediately after they find out that they're tricked or have been tricked. But I... Yeah, that this yeah, is I, in the game. Exactly, but I guess yeah. that's not the case. Otherwise, they wouldn't continue running those advertisements. But listen, this wasn't meant to be a rant, though. This was just like... <laughs> the, <laughs> it turned the, into it, kind it of. It <laughs> turned into a bit of a rant. But these advertisements are really funny. You guys should go check out shitty mobile game advertisements. And... We were actually talking before the show about maybe potentially doing a video, sort of a reaction video, just looking at some of these advertisements, um, you and I, on, on a video as sort of a collaboration. I feel like that would be fun to do. So, yeah, I think that would be fun. And I yeah. think um, you viewers and listeners here would probably be interested in seeing that one as well because then you can actually see what we're talking about. Exactly. And you could submit, by the way. Yeah. Submit your, your worst mobile game ads if you know of anyone. Like, Just let us know in the comment section or any game we should... Uh, find an advertisement for because it's just so horrible um, because they are kind of horrible. So yeah, let, let's do that next, uh, maybe next month we can do a follow-up on that or maybe we're, we're going to do a separate video. But I want to get into the the last big topic, which is the really big one, I think. It's Android versus iOS because we, on the first episode, I think we were recommended to talk a bit about why developers tend to prioritize iOS over Android or do they even do that? You know, some of the, those are some of the questions. So we just want to dive into that. And, and just to preface this, uh, we are both Android users, by the way, but I have nothing against iOS. I understand why some people yep, prefer iOS. Um, it You know, iOS devices are great as well, but I just 
tend to prefer, you know, subjective opinion. I just prefer Android, the Android ecosystem overall. Uh, but both, you know, both devices, it, it's all mobile gaming. So both devices are great at the end of the day. Just wanted to preface with that. But then to get into the actual discussion as a starting point, um, I've actually started seeing many games release on Android first, just to start the con, you know complete other other camp, right? I don't I don't know if it's true anymore that that developers prioritize iOS over Android. Don't know if you've seen the same. Well, uh, yeah, well, like I happening. back in the day, I always say back in the day, but a while ago, I mean, let's yeah, back in the day when I was a youngin. Um, I mean, I don't know. Let's say let's say five years ago, let's say mm -hmm. it seemed very relevant or it seemed like it was always iOS, right? Developers, it seemed like they were like pushing iOS first, this and that. And whether that can be, you know, depending on money or however it might be, I feel like the market nowadays just isn't like that. Like you said, like, I feel like it's either equal or it's Android first. And you brought up something good about it. Something about how Android is good for testing the community or for yeah, play so testing. I, I think even from, from, from way back when, you know, going back five years or even further on mobile, uh, as you mentioned, even going back 10 years to the very early days mm -hmm. of, uh, yeah. of smartphone gaming, at least. I feel like the reason people launched on iOS first was that people who own iPhones tend to have more residual income, higher residual income. So basically they have more money to spend uh, on mobile games. So it makes it obvious that if you have to pick one over the other, you're probably going to pick iOS first because that's where you're going to make most of your money. But then I think what developers realized is that if they launched on Android first, they might not make as much money, but they could test on a market that was less important, right? And I'm probably going to, you know, remember Android fans out there, <laughs> I have an Android phone as well. But I mean, it is less important from a business sense, um, Android, that is, uh, if you make more money on iOS. So I guess developers figured out, hey, we can launch an Android first. We can get some numbers, you know, gather some data. How often do people open the game? Do they even like playing our game, right? And what can we change to make them come back to the game over and over again? Because that's obviously what it takes to monetize a mobile game properly. You've got to have people coming back to your game. So I think that's why we see this, right? Uh, see, see, for example, Frostborn, which is a new survival game, just as one example here, a new survival game by the developers of the very popular Last Day on Earth survival game on mobile. That one, Frostborn, released on Android first. I don't think it, is, it has even come to iOS yet, um, but it's already out on Android in, in a few countries and it's being tested. And, and I think the reason is to gather data before the iOS launch. So that when you then yeah, launch on iOS, you know, your important market you know that your game is set up and, and very nicely, quote unquote, nicely monetized from a development business uh, standpoint. Well, you see that more often too. Like when you're in the Android store, I go into the app, the iOS store every so often, especially because I'm playing games that are on both. Um, but in the Android marketplace, you do see a lot of those, um, what is it, early releases or early access titles. Mm -hmm. You definitely see a lot. I feel like you see a lot more of those nowadays. And um but the whole back to the whole Android versus iOS, um, you know, thing that's been seems to be going on. It's the same as like a console war, you know, PlayStation versus Xbox and all this stuff. I mean, I think it it started to rise a little bit back when um, what was it? Infinity Blade came out. Mm -hmm. So that was an exclusive iOS game. And then so when that came out, that's when the whole idea of like, OK, there's exclusive games on each platform. And whenever you have exclusives, of course, you're going to have people who are saying like, oh, our exclusives are better than your exclusives and this and that. But when you fast forward to today, 
you don't see as much of that anymore. You don't see, oh, this is exclusively iOS. This is exclusively no, Android. I think that yeah, also has exactly. to do with. I think that also has to do with developer tools getting better. You know, with Unity, yeah. it's relatively easy to to launch in both Android and iOS. Uh, there's lots of Android devices that you have to. So that's another thing, right? There's lots of different Android devices and screen screen sizes yes. that you had to take into account. But it is still becoming more and more. Uh, easy to launch on both platforms and support many, many different device and screen sizes at once, right? So it's becoming easier from the development standpoint. Um, and I think also f the fact, going back to the, you know, iOS being more important than Android, I feel like that maybe had its roots in premium games because on Android, that was another point that was brought up years, years back, was that on Android, people could pirate their games, right? So that's a horrible yeah. platform to launch on. And obviously with iOS being more of a closed system, it's not impossible, but it's more difficult on iOS than it is on Android. Yeah, you have to jailbreak the phone or hack the phone. Exactly. Hackers! Hackers. Uh, <laughs> in order to do yeah, yeah. to the hackers. Whereas on Android... This is the hacker episode. Yeah, exactly. But whereas on Android, you can just install the APK. Like, just download the APK. That's the inst yeah, installation file. Yeah, sideload it. Exactly. You just sideload it. And you don't have to yeah. do anything other than that. So... Uh, but I feel like that's, of course, less relevant now where you don't have that many premium games anymore, right? So yeah. you have more free-to-play games. Well, the vast majority of games these days are free-to-play. And that means that whole argument for why it's important to launch on iOS first is not even relevant anymore. But you know what? It's funny because I feel like this whole versus thing was brought up even again recently if we talk about um, Fortnite. Fortnite was released on iOS first. And then there was this whole thing of where if Fortnite would even come out on Android because I guess Epic Games was like, oh, because of the because of the side loading and this and that. And then they decided to not go with Google Play because mm -hmm. they can do side loading on Android and just do their own launcher. Yeah. So it gave Epic, I guess, the freedom to do so. You know, they keep more money because they don't have to pay Google Play um, for the in-app purchases and all that stuff. So yeah. even though they released on iOS first, I feel like they're going to make more money for those who spend money on it on android if you think about it so it's kind of like it's weird how there is that little debacle yeah, about because that. they don't have to pay um, the 30 percent to to google and yeah, apple yeah exactly so i'm just kind of like that's interesting too and are we going to see more developers be like well shoot i'm just going to go to android and have people sideload the app which is scary for the google play store if you think about yeah, it definitely. because then you have like oh no people aren't going to be downloading it and who knows this might be reason why we're seeing a, a, a play plat uh, pay plus Oh my gosh, a past subscription or whatever for Google Play. Maybe mm. they're catching wind of that and they're just like, oh, you know, if we have them pay the subscription, we're guaranteed to get, you know, funds and whatnot. So, yeah. I mean, kind of leads back to that too. But I am interested to see what developers do going forward with Android system. But like you said, over the years, it's leveled out. I just feel like it's, there's more of an even playing field and that perception that, oh, iOS is favored or even that Android is favored, I feel like is diminishing over time. You just don't see it as often. No, I don't see it as much anymore. And that's where I want to get to as well, which is why I really, I didn't like uh, when when Apple decided to have exclusives on their subscription service, uh, the Apple Arcade. And I don't, I don't hope that Google is going to do that on, on the Google Play Pass either because mm -hmm. exclusives is what, you know, it, it, it moves us in the other direction. It moves us towards splitting the audience, right? Splitting yep, groups of, of, of mobile gamers into the, the iOS gamers and the Android gamers, right? Instead of just us all being one big happy family of mobile gamers. <laughs> <laughs> yep, one big happy family of mobile gamers. But you're trying to say that gamers should be one big happy family. I think those days are gone. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess But I right. love the dream. I love the dream of oh, us I just coming dream. together. Yeah. And, 
And see, that's the thing. What I like about mobile gaming too, though, even if you're on Android or if you're on iOS, we're playing the same game and we're getting the same, basically the same experience and we can enjoy it together. So we don't have that in the console marketplace all the time because like you said, they're big on exclusives. Yeah. Xbox is big on theirs. PlayStation is big on theirs. You get people saying, oh, ours is better, this and that. And then you get people who are missing out. I mean, not everybody can have an Xbox and a PlayStation. You know, it's not feasible financially for everybody to have both systems and to buy both no, of those. Exactly. So you yeah. end up, yeah, so you end up picking one that you favor or you pick one and then you regret you don't have the other yep. one because you can't play Horizon it's, Zero it's, Dawn or something. It, listen, it, it's you know? worse for the consumer and it's also yeah. worse for the hardware manufacturers, you know, for, for Microsoft and for Sony. But the only reason they keep doing exclusives, at least the way I see it, is that they have to because if none of them there is being the first to stop yeah. you know if sony is the yeah. first to stop then microsoft will have the upper hand with their xbox exclusives yep. and if xbox stops then you know sony will have the upper hand for some time if both of them stop though it would be just fine of course they would have a different you know difficult time arguing why people should come to their platform and then they would exactly. then they would actually have to compete on the platform right which is what i feel like us consumers yeah. want to see they would have to compete on having the best platform having the best services for the uh, for the gamers having the cheapest services maybe also right as as long as that you know uh, as long as it's cheap and good at the same time but of course they don't want to get to that point they just want to have their exclusive games because it's easier for them and you know because they don't trust the other part to not do exclusives and that's why we're you know we're in that situation on consoles and actually one of the big reasons why i don't even want to engage too much with with consoles i prefer pc and mobile in my opinion yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, I used to be a big console player back in the day i used to play uh playstation was my go-to device yeah. <laughs> over the years yeah i've over the years now that i got into of course into mobile gaming and then i'm on my pc because i have to edit videos i just find myself playing on pc more than anything i yeah. mean if there's like a super duper exclusive i'm looking forward to maybe i mean i'm a spider-man fan so i played spider-man on so on playstation but at the same time it's mainly pc the further i get you know the older i get because i'm an old man now apparently <laughs> it's pc gamer yeah. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, the whole exclusivity thing is a whole subject and it matter in itself and how it affects, you know, the consumer and all that stuff. And I'm as sure well. it's I'm and sure it's something we're gonna get back. Oh, sorry for cutting you off, but I'm sure that's something we're no, gonna get fine. back to in the future, by the way, in, in future episodes of this podcast as well. Just with with you know with Google Stadia, but not just Stadia, but just with yeah. all of these streaming services starting to blur the lines between hardware, basically. And yeah, I guess maybe yeah, maybe not, not the, needing that hardware. Not yeah. needing that hardware, right? And and maybe in the future we'll maybe we'll even stream our mobile games. I don't know, but like maybe we will. Instead of having them actually installed on our phones. It seems a bit far fetched at this point, but I wouldn't be too surprised, honestly, if that's what I what's gonna end up happening at some point in the future, especially the 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 higher quality mobile games. But then again, what are high quality mobile games even anymore, right? Because if, if you can start streaming in PC level games, and those, of course, from from the consumer standpoint, those will be experienced as mobile games, right? Because you you play them on your smartphone. It's just that they're yeah, streaming. Yeah, you can play it on your phone. So yeah. I guess you know, yeah, th those lines are just gonna get blurred. I guess that's my point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're getting closer and closer, like you said, to Stadia and getting closer and closer to the streaming services. I'm so excited. And yeah, yeah, so by the end of it all, I'm very excited and curious to see how everything works out. Uh, but if you guys haven't noticed, we're probably going to be doing a big giant Stadia uh, podcast <laughs> once the Stadia releases. It's going to be the whole thing is going to be about, Google Stadia. How about we just rename this podcast to Stadia <laughs> the podcast? <laughs> yeah. 
Stadia the podcast. Let's do it. Stay for the Stadia podcast, everybody. If this video gets more than 1,000 likes, we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. One gazillion likes yep. for this the, video. Okay, yeah, that I... Okay, so that's that's it. Then we're going to change the title of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, One, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I feel like that's basically what we have um, in store for you guys today. We yep. talked a lot about all the good things. Please, if you guys have any comments that you want to talk about the, the the podcast or you have any, you know, questions or if you have any, like, ideas of what you want us to talk about, definitely leave a comment below. Um, you can subscribe to my channel, Tiny Little Games. You can subscribe to NimbleThor's channel, which is NimbleThor. Um, we both do gaming-related or Android gaming-related content, and we love doing it. And you'll see us here every month doing a podcast. Um, with that said, we'll see you in September. See you guys.